0: Because I was off this week. I had to kind of try and get people in shape.
1: I feel like there's a montage involved in you getting people in shape, maybe with some like eighty seconds <laughs> in the
0: background. <laughs> yeah, punching, beating, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, but it's, but it's not as exciting when you're kind of that montage involves me just typing emails and Skype calls to people. <laughs>
1: darkness but it's because i've had to shut the blinds because the sun is like absolutely blinding so i know
0: sunshine eh right i don't know yeah, what it's that not is off, it's not often i get sunlight in this room just by the kind of positioning of the mm-hmm. house so it's just nice have you have natural light in i've got a lamp on and i uh, can this weird dread glow off it makes it look as if i'm fucking some kind of alcoholic which would be fitting <laughs> for today's topic <laughs> but
1: oh dear i was gonna say natural sun i was like you'll be getting a tan <laughs> I know.
0: From a vitamin T tablets in the bin. Vitamin D, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what vitamin um, T is. But,
1: hey. No, it's that. Well, do you know what? That could be something to do with just you as a person.
0: I <laughs> could be like a tinted chat up line. He's some vitamin yes. T in you.
1: <laughs> vitamin T. <D. laughs> oh, dear. Are we doing. Just a question, because like, I know this, this movie's actually coming out in the cinema, isn't it? In June. So how spoilery are we going?
2: I think there's enough to talk about without spoiling the sort of last third of the film because you can talk right up until at least the, the halfway point, probably mm-hmm. beyond that actually because you can, you're can you able to talk about like the relationships they have with other like, people like mm-hmm. Mad's relationship with his, his wife and his family and all that without really, I mean it's, it's fairly inevitable if you, mm-hmm. you know, start talking yeah. about it, you know this was going to happen But uh, we'll be able to kind of talk about it We don't need to talk about the the whole finale and everything Although I, I wanted to talk about jazz ballet But I don't know if I'm <laughs> going to it, so, you know
1: <laughs> I haven't had the soundtrack off since I watched it Like I just think that it's just one banger after the other Because it flips from, like, what oh, was we'll talk about it? Like, you know, beautiful little classical piano pieces To just, like, this sweet Danish punk band at the end I just, oh, I love it mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think,
0: I think in terms of kind okay, of spoilers, you can talk about how far they take the experiment up until the point where they're pushing it, but not necessarily mm-hmm. the consequences that follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, can okay. we think about it as a well, plot point of view? Not a lot really happens no. in the grand scheme of things. It's... And it's it's
2: not, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's not anything that we haven't seen before. No, mm-hmm. You know, the consequences of alcohol consumption have been fairly well documented up to this point. So
1: I mean, we all live in the west of Scotland, so... Ah, yeah, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm reading that Chernobyl book you recommended, Simmy. It's fucking grim.
0: Oh, it's not half, is it? Christ.
1: We got into the chat. When I started the chapter that basically started with people's skin falling off, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this isn't light reading.
0: No, it is not.
1: <laughs> I'm still holding tonight for a reduction on the one-car Y set.
2: God. Well, the BFI shop it off on fifteen percent discount, which takes it down to about one hundred and thirty-five pounds. <laughs> um, did you see that? We're talking about the the one car Y eight Blu-ray set. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's even. Is it four K as well? I'm not sure. So. I don't but, think it was. From yeah, one hundred and fifty. I mean, it's nice and everything, but
0: no. Nah. Yeah, I'm Too just not ready much. to make. I'm not ready to make the, like the four K, like deep four K Blu-rays and stuff like that. Um Quite happy with my Blu ray just now. Yeah. yeah. Or the Sky will show something in like standard definition and uh, uh, it looks terrible. I actually sometimes think they downgrade stuff because I've got VHSs. Yeah, cause <laughs> I, I, I've, I found old VHSs I was kind of looking through and the quality was better than some of the stuff Sky puts on.
1: And yeah, I must admit, when we were watching you we, because I think Amazon are taking the shield off Prime, so we bought the box set. And see, so when you actually see the DVD uh, menu of something that came out like 20 years ago, it's really shit. <laughs>
0: yeah it's no good is it i was going to say it's something like microsoft paint but i don't want to piss off bill gates just in case john gets his <laughs> vaccination and, uh, <laughs> he hears us <laughs> Rich
1: well, april's going to be a big month for you john a haircut a vaccine what is that it's
0: <laughs> my cat calendar uh and it's all we kind of funny cat, cat funny cat drums.
1: oh i love that it looks like the poster for saint maud but in cat <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was going to talk uh, when I was looking at my uh list for this, uh-huh. um, for the, the top three. I, I thought I could have talked about that film Rosa's Wedding, the one about the, the oh, Spanish woman who he marries herself because that's a midlife crisis. But we have already talked about it, so
0: I can see perfect. I don't think there's any issue we can uh, cross over as long as you can find something new to talk about yeah. it on, yeah. Like I mean, if I ever talked about it, say, like falling down, for example, I was going to pick that, but I didn't think it really. I don't think it's a midlife crisis he's going through. I think, it's just, uh, I think it just snaps, I think, at the happened at any point in his life.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to talk about, say, like, uh, that is a midlife crisis, but also talk about it as a breakdown film, there's not really a lot of differences there.
2: No, no. But it's but just, it's think...
0: a, a midlife crisis
2: is a breakdown in a way, really, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not as, maybe yeah. not quite as serious, you know?
0: I, I you think know? if you can look at it, because I may have talked about The Wrestler before, but not in the way I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, just now.
1: Yeah, I think you did, but I think it was for something. Oh, I wa- it wasn't non-linear narrative, but it was something. It wasn't a like a theme. It, it was, was more n- of a sort of n- film n- concept. I think I
0: remember. Yeah, that's what character. Mm-hmm. I think you can get away with it if one of our three listeners got in touch and kind of mentions it. Then tough.
1: Yeah. In fairness, the forty-year-old virgin is definitely not a midlife crisis either. It's just a film that, for some reason, still makes me laugh.
0: Yeah, we all, let's be honest, we all googled Midlife Crisis films, and the same films all come up. Um, yeah. We looked at the ones we've seen or remembered in yeah. Mackey.
2: I, that's why I tried to steer away from it. Some of the men are a wee bit loose. One of the characters in mine is only 38 years old as well, so that fits in with Tony Stark as well, yeah. since age, you know. Okay, so I've been watching a lot of telly over the last wee while because, obviously, I watched a lot of films from the Glasgow Film Festival, which we talked about previously, so I won't bother talking about those again. Been taking advantage of the fact that now Star is on Disney Plus, so I've been having a look at some of those shows, there's a show called Next, which is a drama about an artificial intelligence taking over the world, which um, actually sounds quite promising and it's, it's reasonable, but. It was actually canceled after one season. It was made maybe wow. about two years ago. It's John Slattery is in the the main role. And it's actually pretty decent. I, I'm quite enjoying it. They're showing it on a week-by-week basis, even though it was it's all previously been screened. I think it was uh, canceled after two episodes. You know, the way that US TV t- tends to do that. They, oh, yeah. they spend millions and millions of dollars on something and then cancel it right away when they don't get the, the viewing figures that they really want. So that's actually quite good. I've been completely binging The Expanse on Amazon Prime. It's a sort of a hard sci-fi series. It's based on a series of books. I think there's five seasons on it. I'm almost at the end of season three. Now, to put that in context, about five days ago, I was at the end of season one. So I've watched (laughs) a fair amount of it. It's cracking. It's really, really good. First season's okay. It's about like a detective mystery. It's a missing girl It's uh, Thomas Janeway is a detective in it, but there's various other people in it as well. Uh, And there's also like this sort of conflict going on. Mars has been colonized, so Earth and Mars are in conflict. And there's people who actually live out in space, in the belt, it's called, and they're all in conflict with each other. And then this life form appears, within the solar system and it all kind of kicks off because they all want a piece of it and everything. And it's absolutely cracking. As I say, first season was okay, but apparently the, the book, the climax of the first book didn't actually happen until I think about midway through the second series. So you're looking at it and you're going, whoa, you know, so you're not expecting something big to happen, maybe mm-hmm. three or episodes in, but uh, yeah, really worked. I've obviously been watching The Crown, it's, it's all Charles and die, you know, I was catching up and all that, so that, that was pretty good as well. I watched The the Right Stuff, don't know if you've seen that, it's on Disney Plus as well, it's on the National Geographic channel, it's based on the Tom Wolfe book from the mid-80s about the space flights and everything, it's, it's all got to do with the sort of first astronauts, the first US astronauts. It was a film back in the, the late 80s as well. It was a really good film. TV series is really good as well because it expands on certain elements of it. So got, because there's 10 episodes, it's got room to breathe. There's a lot going on with it. It's pretty good, enjoyed that. Film-wise, I watched Mary Poppins Returns. I hadn't seen that when it came out. Loved that movie, really, really funny, really good. I was surprised. I didn't think it would be like anywhere near as good as it was. Uh, yeah, just cracking movie, loved all the uh, the dance numbers and things like that. It's obviously got big shoes to fill with uh, the original Mary Poppins, but yeah, it certainly worked. As I said to you both uh, last week, I watched uh, Barb and Star go to Vista del Mar, a comedy film from Kirsten Wigg. It's brilliant. It's really, really fun. It's really, really strange. Um, it could almost fit into our category of midlife crisis. It's two, <laughs> two 40-something-year-old women who they they work in, a, I think it's a furniture shop they work in, they get made redundant, so they decide to go on holiday. And when they're on holiday, they meet up with this, Super uh, assassin who is there to uh, end the world basically to plant a a virus that's going to end the world, and it's just mental, it's just absolutely mental. It's really, really good. Uh, It's kind of you, you kind of get a real sense of how good it's going to be in the first couple of minutes when. uh, Barb and Starrer with all their other suburban housewife types, and they're having their, uh, their their club, and they're having hot dog soup and things like that. It's just yeah, really good. And I also watched the Bill and Ted trilogy as well. Watched the first two because I've obviously got a hold of the third film as well, and it just it's I want to say excellent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really. Look good. at
1: Simi's face. Simi's face. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed.
2: <laughs> I really liked it. I, I liked the third film more because I had watched the first two films. So there was a lot of wee-in jokes that kind of followed through and I wouldn't have got as many of them or enjoyed as much because... Of the fact that I'd seen the first two, all the things like you know, station and all this sort of stuff, it's just it works really well. And uh, like he's like I th- think is it Misty the uh, the girl that marries uh, both mm-hmm. of the father and then, Yeah, yeah, it's just cracking, really good. Book wise, I've I'm trying to actually read a wee bit more, so I have actually started Bonfire of the Vanities which uh, I'd never read, and is, it was sitting about, and I thought, give that a go, so I've made a wee start on that and really enjoying it. Apart from that, nothing, just a bit busy doing other other stuff at the moment, so uh, so that's me.
0: Yeah, was you talking about just been busy at other things, like just casually running 5Ks here and there? I know!
2: <laughs> well, I told you I was doing it, so um, I had started... You know, it was one of my friends who had started to do it back in, I think it was like September, October, and she posted on Facebook. It was like a picture of her and her daughter, and she was starting to do that, and I thought, you know, I wonder what that's all about, you know, and I had a wee look at it, and downloaded the app, and, you know, it doesn't make much sense, but I started in December, which is a perfect time to start going <laughs> out running, you know, <laughs> cold, dark, and wet, but the, the upside of that was it gave me a chance to uh, legitimately start buying tights and wearing them, so... You know, there's, there's an upside to everything, you know, so <laughs> I even, well, <laughs> I even wear running tights sometimes as well. So.
1: <laughs> Why do I look so far away?
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, oh yeah, I'm fully decked out, you know, I'm, I'm like uh, some sort of black blob uh, running along the canal up the road there, so yeah, uh, so yeah, started doing it in December, I managed to get up to, I don't know if you know how it works, You, it's like, it's a podcast app and it they tell you, you know, you run for 60 seconds and then rest or walk and then run and all that. And it builds you up from there. So I'd done uh, five and a half weeks. I was halfway through week six and I injured my calf muscle. I just uh, strained it. So I had to stop for a couple of weeks and then that was during all the snow and everything. And I certainly wasn't going to running out because I would have fallen over and broke my hip or something you know something <laughs> after like that yeah. uh, and then I would feel really stupid posting on Facebook that I'd broken my hip you know <laughs> so and I had to repeat a couple of weeks after I started back because it would have been really stupid just to start where I'd left off because mm-hmm. obviously, obviously you dropped down a wee level so yeah just kept it going and finished it yesterday did my uh, 30 minute run it's I've, I've surprised myself that I've been able to do it, to be perfectly honest, because I am, I am not yeah, a runner. Fantastic. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was really, really surprised at it. But yeah, uh, so I'm going to keep going at it. And it's actually worked as well. You know, I feel a lot better. And uh, I've actually lost a wee bit of weight as well. So, you yeah, know, it's, it's all good.
1: So you'll be able to swish at the next scramble night out then?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. it will be um Slimling tonic and everything, you know. Be... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a beer? Don't drink beers anymore. Vodka diet coke, please. Yeah, so that's me. So, what about you guys? What you've been watching?
0: I've been quite. I've, I've really been enjoying the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Watched One Division recently as well, and I thought it was excellent. I thought it was very good. I was sceptical of Marvel announcing all these Disney shows original content i just thought i don't know if i'm just basically stretching the mcu a little thin here because i feel that they did do that before i didn't feel they had too many shows and the quality differed greatly from from show to show and It just was difficult to kind of watch everything but i enjoyed Division, and again i was skeptical the falcon and winter soldier i think it's been absolutely excellent so far it's only two episodes down for the episode gets released to time of recording and I'm surprised at how mature the themes and storyline is. I was expecting just some kind of kids' show, I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. even though the film's necessarily like that, especially taking account take into account um, the Winter Soldier movie. But yeah, I'm thinking it's really good. I think the acting's great, the storyline's excellent, and I'm looking forward to see where that goes. Speaking of MCU, I've also been doing a, a rewatch of all the Marvel films in chronological order.
1: Nice.
0: So that's been interesting, and I've been quite enjoying it. So start with Captain Marvel and Captain America. the time you get to Iron Man, Nick Fury's introduced, and Agent Coulson, you know of them in a linear way, which I think helps the story. So mm. I, I quite liked that. And to be fair, a lot of the films, for the most part, up until now, have been released in order, but it's starting to get a bit all over the place now, I've watched both Gardens of the Galaxy back to back, now I have to go mm-hmm. back a couple of years to watch Age of Ultron and see the films in between, but yeah, quite enjoying that I don't know if anybody watched Fodder on Netflix it's the Israeli uh, it's on my watch list action drama watch list. Yep. I-, I watched the first season of this last year and thought it was absolutely brilliant and, because the third season it just came out so it was the first season and then just fell away from it been off work this week so i thought i'm gonna try and get back into it so i've been watching at least maybe one episode a day of that in the second season and it's brilliant the acting is just uh, outstanding it's such a tense show and considering mm-hmm. how sensitive arab israeli like, relations and politics can be i think the show handles it very very well and it's just a great story taking away all that kind of like noise mm-hmm. from it it's just a, a really a really good show to watch book wise I recently finished Into Thin Air by john crocker I think he's how you pronounce his name. He also wrote Into the Wild and Under the Banner of Heaven, and it's a story about the doom, a doomed trip to Everest, which was part of the basis for the movie Everest that was released. Uh, I think it was 2015 with Jake Gyllenhaal, and that's a grim book. It's just I mean the, the journalist himself is on the expedition. This isn't just him interviewing people after it. He's on it and don't give away too much of a spoiler of that, if you've not seen the film or what read the book, how it how it just goes from zero to sixty. One minute everything's fine, and then it's just it's just not and oh it's harrowing, But it's it's very very, very good read. I really like that. And currently I'm reading Animal Kingdom by Ian Rob Wright, which is that horror novel about all the animals in the world just suddenly start attacking humans. It's like maximum overdrive but rather machines as animals. And it's this guy's at the zoo with kids, and it just kicks off. And it's quite fun. I'm quite enjoying it. It's quite, it's quite a fun book, which reminded me of Maximum Overdrive, actually. Now, I wouldn't been seeing that again. And he did recently that Stephen King was on cocaine the entire time and directed it. And that makes sense. <laughs> but if you go back on YouTube and if you watch promos for the film, the trailers with Stephen King standing talking about it, and he's coked out, he's nut.
1: <laughs> Is that a midlife crisis?
0: <laughs> it's possibly, it's potentially. And although they kinda of go off topic a wee bit. I found it recently as well, this when John Quad Van Damme was filming Street Fighter, he had like an inc- a crazy cocaine habit. Again, it probably shows. <laughs> if it's
1: anything I like, thought it would have been steroids.
0: <laughs> I mean it's like, you know, John, there's John even, you're Gail, you're the American hero can you drop the belgian accent no (laughs) 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 i think that's what i've been really kind of up to sorry
1: i'm just not over that uh, jean claude van damme impression there Uh, i mean
0: have you you seen street fighter
1: Uh, no i'm not really a big jean claude fan believe it or not and uh, i've I've watched a few steven seagals and that's about as trashy as my uh, action movie viewing has 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 got
0: john you've seen street fighter i'm sure yeah, it's a long time ago and it was rubbish. But yeah, I think yeah. it's rubbish in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's horrific. I mean, it's like nothing like the game for stars, which is strange. It's absolutely mental what the plot's actually about. And but it does like most of these really bad films have a really good villain in Royal Julia doing a very mm. good performance. Oh Chris loves, film.
1: Yeah, Chris loves him in that movie. He's the last yeah.
0: film, yeah. 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 It was the last right. film. I mean, but he's not even kind of like good in the bad way, he's genuinely very good in it as very good actors seem to manage like, salvage something like Masters of the Universe and Franklin Jellico and Skeletor is a brilliant performance <laughs> it's an absolutely atrocious movie.
1: <laughs> oh man, I'm always amazed at how like how all these because I've never really seen uh a, a good sort of like a video game movie. Do you know what I mean? They always seem to be terrible, and even when they try and do something quite serious, like when they brought out the was it Michael Fassbender did Assassin's Creed.
2: Yeah, is that right.
1: Like they, they try and do like with quite like serious actors, and yet it's still shit. What uh, I, they never seem to get them right. I don't think. I don't know. Sonic
0: was good. It was, so was the, just, the it recent the recent one with yeah. James yeah.
1: Oh All right, okay. Yeah, that was
0: that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's had a high bar, but that's arguably the best video game adaptation I've done, and it's one of the biggest ones as well because how massive a character Sonic is.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: Hitman films were okay. They were fine.
1: Are they? Oh, of course,
0: they're based in a game as well, aren't they? So, yeah, yeah. They, were, they were fine um, they were watchable, but yeah, they do seem to have a really bad track record when it comes to video adaptions. And saying that, Resident Evil was a very successful franchise,
1: but was it the good? Film, uh,
0: the first film's actually all right, the first film's okay. After that, it was a bit of a dip in quality, but I mean, they got about six films out of it.
2: <laughs>
0: I like how you say a dip in quality, it kind of
2: fell off a fucking cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you know the thing is,
1: have... there's like a there semi standard, yeah. right? See, if I watch films, I think Christ, that was bad. But I, there's like a semi level where I know that you'll just <laughs> yes. put yourself through all this pish and you'll still just
2: watch. <laughs> <laughs> if it's got a number greater than five in the title, yeah. Room, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, funnily enough, uh, I took it, you mentioned uh, Stars for Disney, I took it to the Stars Play subscription through Amazon. And they have all the Halloween films on it. Oh
1: yeah. no.
0: So I'm, I'm wrecking Haddonfield today in my t shirt choice uh, for you audio listeners out there, but I'm on Halloween 2. I haven't even finished that yet. But I quite like it as well. I just haven't had a chance to go back to it. I haven't seen Halloween 3, so I'm, I'm going to watch that properly for, the, for all the way through. You've never seen Hall- it? Well.
2: No, 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 I've I've, seen, I've seen a horror film that you haven't seen. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I have seen it. I can't remember it. Um, yeah. Halloween 4. Oh. I quite enjoy actually and then as John says as the cliff aspect comes into play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear. Yeah I know part of me is tempted to because you rec- was it cycle two you recommended part of me cycle two is good.
0: Two.
1: <laughs> part of me is tempted.
0: <laughs> cycle two is good cycle is I almost picked cycle two for my middle East crisis films.
1: Oh I wish you had that'd be good. Um, um but I might spoil it in for you. Okay, fair enough. I have been apart from film festival stuff, which uh, John and I have discussed. I watched Moxie on Netflix, which I had such high hopes for and it just fell flat in its ass within the first 10-15 minutes and I was like, oh, do I keep going with this? And I did. I persevered for the sake of a review. It It was all a bit twee and all a bit all oh, tokeny for my like, and it didn't act and the thing is it came out at such a good time because we had you know the big discussion around like Sarah Everard and stuff like that and it was like it's going to be in quite a, a pivotal moment for a film like this to come out and it it was just terrible like I'm so disappointed because I do really like Amy Polar, but it was not uh not a good movie I also watched a Nepalese film called Looking for a Lady with Fangs and a Mustache which was really dreamy to look at didn't quite live up to its unusual title because I was like oh this I'm just intrigued by this the name of this film about a guy who he's kind of young and and trendy and sort of going against Nepalese culture and he decides to set up a a coffee shop designed to attract tourists but he's told that you know he's going to die in seven days if he doesn't find this woman and it's all based on sort of kind of religious spirits and you know going back to your culture and your roots and that sort of thing it was really really beautiful to look at but just didn't quite got off the ground for me. I also watched The Translators, um, which John, I know you have seen. Absolutely loved that. Like, couldn't get enough of it. I just wanted it to keep going and keep going and keep going. It was so good. It made me think of sort of almost like a, a Knives Out style, you know, big ensemble cast. Who done it? You know, that sort of thing kind of trips you up several times over. There was actually a few times where I was watching it on the laptop and Chris walked past and I was like, <gasps> And he was like, what's happened now? Because I just couldn't get my head around all these twists. It was so good. And obviously I've been binge-watching The Shield because I've now decided that I'm going to ditch the day job, retrain as a detective and join Dutch and Claudette on their team because they are officially <laughs> my favourite humans. I cannot stand Vic Mackey and that psychopath with the teeth that he works with. Dutch and Claudette, all the way. Bookwise, wise I read a book It's an Argentinian novel called Tender is the Flesh where there's been a massive virus in the world and we now just accept that we eat human flesh so all the animals died of radiation or whatever so there's there's physically just no meat left so they grow humans in factories or whatever they cut their vocal cords they you know cut their legs off and stuff so they can't run and we just accept that we now eat humans and there's butcher shops and everything the way you would get just now But it's human flesh and the story kind of centers around the guy who works in this massive processing factory and how he kind of comes to terms with the fact that we are literally eating each other it's really scary and really interesting and it there were so many times reading it and i was like oh i'm gonna have to put this down because it's really freaking me out because they're obviously describing like humans in a slaughterhouse and it just it was very good but very 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 different I also read Educated by Tara Westover, which is the story, the true story of the girl who grew up in a fundamentalist Mormon household where she wasn't taught to really read or write. She didn't go to school. She didn't even have a birth certificate. You know, her father was very abusive and sort of believed in the end of the world. And she sort of, escape that lifestyle, ends up going to Oxford. And obviously as a published author, it was just, I'm kind of obsessed with religious fundamentalism, so I found it quite interesting. I read Ali Stefan's Anatomy of Terror, because I enjoyed The Looming Tower. It was slightly heavier and more like there was a lot of political theory that I think you would really need to be up to scratch with in order to, it wasn't a leisurely read to put it that way and currently I am reading a book about the history of Chernobyl because I bought the Blu-ray and Sammy I knew you had mentioned that book and I thought I'm going to read this so again just some nice cheery light reading. As I say there was a chapter that started and people's skin was hanging off and I was like oh Christ why am I doing this to myself but I've started it now so I can't not finish it. So There's
0: a bit in the book and it's not necessarily a spoiler as such, but um you might have you may have known this anyway, but it really kinda of highlights the severity of the actual disaster when it could have <laughs> it could have legitimately wiped out life on earth. Yep. And that's they weren't
1: sure if that lid was going to go back yeah. on properly or if the radiation was gonna leak into the water. So they basically had this sort of two sides of a coin that were ready to burst, and they thought it was just gonna destroy mainland Europe at least.
0: And I just can't get over how that's been. It's just sometimes you look as casually brushed over that, yeah, it almost yeah. ended the world. What? Yes. Like the actual world? Or, yeah, like all life on the planet dead. Oh, it, we still have these plants. Why?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you know, I said that to Chris. I was like, do you know, there could be cows grazing in France right now that are still eating parts of radioactive grass, and we just eat the meat, and we just accept it. So I'm fully tinfoil hat on because... I'm so fascinated by, like, there's a chapter where they talk about basically, it was like pass the parcel, like nobody would take responsibility for this. And it was like, well, you have to let that office know, and then that office will deal with it. And then that office will not tell, you know, Scandinavia, even though their um, radiation trackers have just gone off the charts. And I'm just so fascinated by the secrecy of, you know, they even had people getting on buses to evacuate, but they weren't being told why or where they were going. And, you know, it just absolutely beggars belief and I really loved that series with Jared Harris and it was I bought it on Blu-ray so I got the book to kind of accompany it or whatever yeah it's just it is they do just kind of gloss over the fact that this could literally have taken out the entire human race and the Russians were like but don't tell anyone yes <laughs> <laughs> that works fine what are you talking about your lungs have gone black it was yeah it was crazy it was absolutely it's crazy. terrifying good read good read um,
0: like, it's it's quite good it's, it's quite a good accompanying me as well after you've seen the show, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. And that well, order I mean visualized... I think we see this, yeah. Yeah. And it helped me sort of because obviously you're and I now in my head I've got I've got Jared Harris and No Cell got in my head when I'm reading this book, but actually when you just see the sort of as I say, the kind of layers of bureaucracy that was just you know covering all this up and the sort of severity of, you know, there's kids out playing in the sandboxes the sandboxes are full of radiation, you know. Like It just, I, it was kind of scary. So yeah, that's everything I have been reading and watching.
0: Can I just add one more thing quickly there? There's David be the pod, mind you, but just talking about the, the dad bod type thing. Mm-hmm. I am sick of articles that talk about dad bods, but don't seem to understand what a dad bod is. Like, yeah,
1: dad bod with fucking six packs! You're like, that's not Yeah, dad It's like,
0: look at Jason Momoa and Zac Efron with their dad bods. I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Ru- Russell Crowe and is it the other guys or the nice guys? That is dad bod.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I mean. Like, I'm sorry. I was, was, was that program Zach Efron? Was, that? was it a Netflix original? Some kind oh, yeah. documentary? I talked about saving the world
1: one plant at a time. I can't remember what it's called. But... Yeah, it's so
0: people people are going crazy over Zach Efron's dad bod, and I'm like, no, he's just not cut.
1: <laughs> he's <laughs> also <laughs> politely hairy,
0: like that doesn't equate to dad bod either. I think
2: he grew a beard. Yeah. <laughs> he grew a beard and drank a bit of water. That's probably the extent of it. Aye.
0: Jason Momoa's oh, dad bod. I... Well <laughs> is this dad bod is it, is it hiding under his rippling muscles? <laughs> oh
1: dear. They're just
0: they're just perpetuating unrealistic body for oh, no. men.
1: Listen, and apparently ever since Instagram became a thing, um, male eating disorders have have shot up, and I can totally believe that. But do you know what? I think it was, on, I was watching like clips from like Graham Norton or something like that. I was obviously awake at like three in the morning. And Henry Cable said that he doesn't drink water for three days before he's going to do a shoot where it involves like seeing his mouth. So you can literally see like every sinew and vein in his body because he's like yeah. been vacuum packed well, almost.
2: That's what I was saying about Zach Efron. It's exactly the same as him. Zac Efron in Baywatch did exactly uh-huh. the same thing. He didn't drink for a, about a day that's, and a half or something. It's
1: not healthy. Or no, and, you and
2: um, you? well, Hugh Jackman did exactly the same thing as well. And apparently, the the guys in Three Hundred were all doing that as well.
0: See, I. I'm not gonna com- I'm not gonna say there's a fair comparison between how women's uh I mean, just treated compared to men. But I am quite happy looking at say Chris Evans, a Efron, the rock, Dude Jackman and that and these superhero films, and they're absolutely bustling the belt and sitting going, Yeah, I look fuck all like that, I'm cool with that. <laughs> don't tell me Jason Momoa or Jack Efron or Joe Jackman in between filming is a dad bod and I should look at that. That's just
1: <laughs> they don't sit in their couch. Picking crisp crumbs out their belly buttons in between movies.
2: <laughs> it's more ahead, disturbing James. when you're not wearing a top when you're eating crisps, mind you, than <laughs> anything else.
1: Oh, man, I'm telling you. That's I said to Chris, because I spent so much time in the past year like online and looking at myself through a Zoom call, as soon as it opens up, I'm getting my forehead done. I'm getting... Like an eyelift. I'm getting my lips done. I'm sick of looking at my old, old face all the time. What so I'm getting... are you
0: getting done to your forehead? What are you oh, getting an to squash?
1: I want everything botoxed to fuck. I botoxed. want everyone to just. By the time it gets to our wedding, I want to look like the bride of Wildenstein. No,
0: i just kidding. No. I just... <laughs> you make it work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, so God. we're going to
0: go we're going to have future podcast but john is absolutely frozen because he's a robot controlled by bill gates and you're absolutely frozen because you have no facial expressions <laughs> left
1: yeah i found this film really tragic and
0: sad look <laughs> at my bro my, I, I can't even f- uh, f- <laughs> throw my burrow anywhere the
1: the thing and thing is because i like grimace like all the time like and just have total resting bitch face and just there like this during all the meetings at work because I frown all the time that's what makes it worse <laughs> oh dear so yeah I'm going to get a load of Botox because I figured that I'm, I'm hitting that time in life when I'm in my 30s I should probably start to preserve what's left vacuum pack <laughs> yeah oh I just think that's so dangerous like I honestly drink like a camel like I drink stuff all yeah. the time like cups of tea water juice whatever I can't imagine not fucking drinking
2: for three days yeah oh, it's crazy scary because it just affects their health so many different ways and that's what happens these guys end up having all sorts of problems look at tom hanks developing really really bad diabetes basically and a lot of that had to do with the fact that he was putting on weight taking off weight, all these crazy diets and things Uh, like that
1: christian bale will be dead and like he's has taken it to extreme i just are you not hallucinating like when you're not drinking for like days on end surely you're just out of your
0: mind i mean I can not shit shell. I kind of be healthy, but I'm just gonna kind of try to think of that. show how bad that must be for you? I mean, I can't even go a few hours for a drink of mm-hmm. water. I mean,
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> that's the opener to the pod.
2: <laughs> no, you're right. It's it's really unhealthy. But these people, people, it's all got to do with validation, isn't it? They want yeah. uh, to be in the best shape yeah. that they can be. You know or more, it's not even the best shape they can be, it's extreme, Mm -hmm. it's it's beyond the best shape they can be, it's, they're just, they're perpetuating an ideal that's virtually unobtainable.
1: I'm sure it was Tom Hardy that said that he was not going to take on any more roles that required him to bulk up quite substantially, he said, because he was, he's only like five foot seven or something, and he basically said that he's... I don't think, he, it's not osteoporosis, but he's done something where he basically his mm-hmm. bones have started to like crumble because he's put too much bulk on his frame. I think it was maybe for Warrior or stuff like that. So he's actually said he's not going to take on roles like that anymore, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, because you look at Warrior, he's fucking jacked.
1: We mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. look
0: at Dark Knight and he's huge. He's
1: quite big in that as well, yeah. Uh, but he's
0: not like bodybuilder cut type way, mm-hmm. like six pack in that. He's just like massive. but He's, he's like a strongman. Tight Mm body, I didn't realise he was
1: that short Yeah, 5 foot 7, I was quite surprised Because I was trying to work out as well what height Michael Chiklis is this week Because he seems very short in the shield (laughs) compared to everyone else But he's like a wee bruiser guy as well He's got that kind of pigeon body Where it's like all chest and nothing else So I was trying to work out what height he was as well
2: You would have thought that going ahead You wouldn't get these sort of extremes of weight loss and gain anymore because there are ways to do it using technology rather than... Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that was a big criticism. It would 300 film where they were saying, because if, because if through these really rigorous training programmes and stuff, clearly that didn't realise it was as bad as that, mind you. And they were saying because it's not just CGI some muscle and I'm like well, fair play, the fact that they actually went through that to look at that. Yeah. Maybe not to yeah. accept their health, mind you, but... But I also,
1: given that we can't CGI off a moustache, how confident are we that... <laughs>
2: studios could CGI in some abs. Yeah, but look at uh, Chris Evans in the first Captain America. When he oh, was, that's was They made him look smaller, yeah. He, looked, uh, he was skinnier and smaller, and then
0: obviously... Yeah. Was, but yes, there, there are ways to do it now. But... Samuel Jackson. And Captain, not only from Captain Marvel, Samuel Jackson. That was like a young man playing him. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's,
1: that's
0: so good. good. Except when he runs. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the Irishman's got that thing as well. Yeah. <sighs>
1: <laughs> Aye, that's that's rotten. You yeah. can take off. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm getting really bad feedback. You can take off the liver spots and stuff like that. But ultimately, you stand up off a chair like a 70 year old man. Like yeah. there is a difference. You know, like a 30 year difference or
0: whatever. So I suppose guys like Kiss Evans, not even New Jackman, I also like getting more in shape for like the Superior films. But they seem like guys that are generally quite healthy and fit looking the rest of the year. There's not a massive weight differences you see. Like even like Mm -hmm. Chris Evans and nice out, it still looks pretty jacked in that jumper Mm -hmm. with cardigan. Yeah. He certainly does. He
1: certainly
0: does. And
2: Hugh Jackman's got a background with like musical theatre and everything as well. Mm -hmm. So you need to be pretty fit in order to do that. So I saw him
1: at the hydro and he Tap danced and danced and sang. And obviously, like I know that sounds really stupid, but singing live and dancing like full routines is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did the full thing for like two and a half hours and just was not even out of breath. I don't even think he sweated. Like he's super fit.
0: That's because he's still water on his body. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> did you watch Buzz of Prey?
1: No, I didn't. You know, I don't like Ewan McGregor. So there's that. That's just a big it, But I'm seeing a lot of discourse online that's saying that the character, like the Harley Quinn character, is really, really well executed, and that it's a shame that the film was kind of written off. So I am kind of intrigued by that. But it just, no,
0: I thought it was really good. Actually. I, didn't, I didn't realize it was written off. I thought it was a really good film. She does gonna make it. She does kind of make it. But it's it's <laughs> Hugh McGregor and I, I can't I can't tell if he's awful or geniusly brilliant. It's a really, really interesting performance.
1: Right,
0: okay. And, just, uh, but see, but Mar- Margot Robbie could win a fucking Oscar for that film easily. Seriously, she's so she good in lovely. it. She's lovely. Yeah. She's lovely.
2: It's, a, it's a, a performance, I feel like. And it's it's mm-hmm. acting. It, it's because it's in a superhero film, she's never going to be considered in that way, the same way if it was a dramatic role or more.
1: Was Robert do not no, he did... Did somebody, was there a campaign for Robert Downey Jr. to be Oscar nominated for Avengers and it just didn't happen? Is that what it was? He didn't get Uh, the Oscar nomination, didn't he not? No, I thought that.
0: I mean he fledged to go to obviously, but I mean the Nolan films are a different thing.
1: Yeah. I think the thing is that my issue with the the DC films is, and I think that's why I probably liked Shazam so much because it was just kind of fun and lighthearted and stuff like that and it wasn't kind of taking itself too seriously. I think the problem is that the benchmark for so long has been the Nolan films. And I feel like they're they're always trying to replicate that level of darkness, and it's like, it doesn't not everything needs to be in the shadows. Do you know what I mean? Like films work better yeah. when there's that balance of shadow and light. And I and I don't ever feel like DC has got there. I think they're really stuck in this whole. Those Nolan films perform so well. They were grim as fuck. We'll just have to keep going with that's what people want.
0: But it even goes back further than that. Tim Burton's films mm. were in that vein. Mm-hmm. You need to go back a bit further to get the kind of Superman films where there were. All colorful and bright and just as American way type idea, and that was great. But I do have a soft spot for DC films, especially rewatches. I find they've kind of had their hand up well. Uh, I've watched some of Wonder Woman, the first one on Teleron, like the No Man's Land scene. I still think that's brilliant. I still think mm. that's just, yeah, just excellent.
2: But, I mean, Wait, where, we, where would you start with a DC if you're going to do a DC rewatch? Where would you start? Man, would st- you
0: start Man of Steel. Yeah, aye, okay. Yeah, Man of Steel. Man of Steel, Man, of Steel, Batman, Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Women, Justice League, then Aquaman Shazam. Yep. So
2: third
1: question. Then, see this sorry? new see this new The Suicide Squad? Yes. yes. Is that a sequel to Suicide Squad or is it something different altogether?
0: I think it's going to be, from a gather, a loose sequel. Um, they're sort of distancing themselves for the DCEU in a mm-hmm. sense. Even Shazam did that. Shazam still ref. I, mean, Hendry- I think Henry Cavill was meant to be in Shazam. He
1: was, but filming conflict over yeah.
0: And they do reference the fact that this other world exists. And even Aquaman, to an extent, starts to distance itself a bit from it. and, Because they're, they're not about to do these big crossover films anymore. And Buzz of prey They exists. are, though,
2: they are going to do these crossover films. That's the thing because their slate going forward is mixing up television and films and they're bringing them mm-hmm. all, starting to bring them all together. Okay. That's, that's yeah, yeah. They, there was a couple of films. The Ava DuVernay was supposed to be doing New Gods,
0: yeah, that's and right. had been yeah.
2: canned. and there was another one, a James Wan film has been canned as the well. Trench, yeah, because there's been because a lot of of. Yeah.
1: yeah, because that's two minority directors, and it's like, oh, but there's money for the Snyder Cut, so there's a lot of uh, <laughs> minority discourse around that as well of you know, just anger over all you was know, being canned. What well, well, I will say
0: with the Snyder Cut it's with the Snyder Cut to be fair, it's like I remember like there's I mean there was videos on YouTube I mean it sent me it's critics years ago saying the Snyder Cut doesn't exist. These fanboys are fucking uh, fantasists, mm-hmm. These same people that are review re- reviewed the film, uh, there's been a real snobbishness with the Snyder Cut. Up um, until its pre production stuff, it costs about 30 million, 50 million. I pushed to finish mm-hmm. films and new gods in that are going to cost a lot, lot more. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a fair comparison. It's, it's, the same, it's, it's kind of hard to judge the box office. I don't take away the HBO Max thing. The Snyder cut will make money because mm-hmm. it's already made money from the Josh Whedon cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything yeah. else is a bonus on top of that. Um, it didn't cost them a lot to finish it.
2: Yeah, and it was used in order to really launch HBO Max. It was a way of getting subscribers more than anything. Then the 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 racial thing doesn't really play either because both directors have other projects at DC ongoing just now anyway. So it's not as if they've been. Oh,
1: listen, I'm not just. Saying that, I'm just yeah. saying that's no, what I have no. seen. There's a lot of sort of angry kind of backlash to that particular thing. So HBO Max in the UK, is that a thing yet? Or is that no. just still through your Sky or Atlantic? Well, we, HBO programmes through Sky Atlantic, but not the app. That's going to be no really problematic th- if our cinemas don't open up. Like, if no I don't get that. to the many saints of Newark, I will cut a
0: bitch. Well, that's a thing, because obviously it's neither cut through Sky Cinema. But mm-hmm. Godzilla vs King Kong hasn't been. That's a 16, 17 quid to rent. I'm like, nah, thanks. I really want to see it, but I don't want 17 quid see it.
2: Mm-hmm. No. It's been getting great reviews as well. For yeah, I know it's,
0: uh, oh, it's great.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sucka, I Sucka. think it's a case by case basis with these yeah. films at the moment. Yeah, it's.
1: It feels um. crazy though to be given like I mean, can you imagine if this was in reverse? So seriously, can you imagine if like so? For example, cinemas open up here uh, next month. Can you imagine if we started getting like loads of big movies and they just weren't being released Like, there's no fucking way that would happen i don't understand why it's happening in reverse
2: they are getting the movies they're getting the movies are opening in u.s cinemas yeah and on hbo max they're on hbo max for a month and then they come off it again so it's like a limited run on it so just to try and get people to actually sign up for it but they are getting cinema releases at the same time because godzilla did something like 10 million dollars at the US box office, which doesn't sound like an awful lot of money, considering you usually have like 40, 50 million openings. But it is considering there's still a lot of places that are not open, like New York isn't open and things like that. So it's it's not going to be that much different here. We're going to get them in the cinemas. If everything goes to plan, then from May onwards, we will get all of these films in the cinemas. So you're, you're talking all the summer blockbusters, all the Warner Brothers films and all that. So we'll get the Many Saints in New York. Actually the local cine world.
1: Yeah. You know? That's all I want. I I've seen like little clips of that and stuff like that. And I'm just Yeah. Can't wait. Because see, because like honestly, see what because Chris said to me before we watched The Shield, this is up there with Sopranos and Breaking Bad in terms of character development. And I was like, I okay. I'm absolutely obsessed by it. And I was like, Oh, we should rewatch the Sopranos after this from start to finish again. Like I love doing that, like I love doing the, the whole big rewatch. And I was like, I have this idea in my head because the Sopranos is like up here. That I need this movie to, to come and meet mm-hmm. it because if it yeah. doesn't, I am going to
0: be a mess. I know it needs to be good, it, 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 it has to be brilliant. I think yeah. it will be good. I think it'll be good. There's the, no the greatest film ever, let's be honest. Uh, where Supremes could be the greatest TV show ever, but as long as it's just a characters, just as I think people would find it. Yeah, I, oh yeah, definitely.
1: That's it. As long as there's no like massive like plot holes where you're like, oh, well that can't be so and so because he was doing that like as long as it's like kind of it does feel faithful and authentic i think it should be okay
0: yeah i don't want to see some kind of like well tony was actually a really good kid type idea a good path and you know he's a gangster but he's got a heart of gold type idea i mean <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, know. I want I want somebody who's just. I think that's why I am enjoying like the Shield so much because like Vic is such a massive dickhead, but at the same time I'm so compelled towards him as a character as well. Shane, however, does terrify me. Like, what the fuck? Walton Goggins is like a fucking experiment. There's like teeth and forehead, and he's just <laughs> playing an absolute psychopath. Like, what the actual? <laughs> then you've got beautiful wee lamb with his frosted tips, who is just looking so twenty years ago. And like, but I love all. I love that type of character that you're just like. I don't like you, but I'm so enjoying where I I think that's why I like soprano so much as well. Because it's there's so many characters who you're just like. Oh, you are fucking disgusting, and yet I am so obsessed with your journey.